how do we actually soothe ourselves and how do we give ourselves nourishing self-love and taking radical responsibility in our mothering and our business and not outsourcing our healing to other people. I think that's another thing. And that was a big part of my own experience and why I want to create this community is it can be so easy to be on this like pendulum. And on one side of it is outsourcing our healing, thinking if we can just do the right course, read the right book, hire the right um, coach or therapist or whoever it is, we're going to be whole again. And then on the other side of the pendulum is thinking, okay, well, no, I just need to almost become a hermit. I just need to look inwards. I just need to be with myself. I just need to work through it. It's all in me already. I just need to do it. And I think there's harm in both extremes. I think we need to find a place in the middle. We need to recognize the nuance in between both of those extremes. And while, yes, we do have everything within us, um, it's no different than like if you were going to go run a marathon. Like, of course, you're going to allow yourself to have a coach. Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie Banks, and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. You are listening to episode 63 of the Birth Burger podcast, and that is Nicole. Nicole is our guest on the podcast today. She is phenomenal. Today, we are talking about the nervous system, how to regulate your nervous system. And she's sharing a lot about her story going from a dysregulated nurse, juggling a million different hats and becoming a birth worker, still feeling like she's juggling a bunch of hats that are not hers and then making her way into what she does now, which is she is a visionary for heart-led entrepreneurs and she's a visionary for intentional mothers. So she's a motherhood coach. She's a matrescence guide. And a lot of the work that she does revolves around recalibrating the nervous system and regulating the nervous system. So a really important conversation that we are going to have here today. Before we jump in to the podcast, I wanted to share one of my favorite parts just to kind of give you an idea of what you are in for in this interview. And so Nicole shares her story, like I said, of juggling all these different hats and trying on all these hats and how she had to pivot several times throughout her career. And she touched on the fact that a lot of the times when you're trying something new for the first time, you want to like outsource your decision making to somebody else, right? And so what that looks like in birth work a lot of times is you see someone who's doing well on social media and you just want to like kind of copy them, do what they're doing. Or even like if you're in one of our programs, if you're in the Birth Worker Academy or the Birth Worker Membership, maybe you come and you say, okay, this is what Kylie does. So I have to do it exactly like Kylie does it. And it's a fascinating thing that we do to ourselves when we're starting. And I did it myself with my coaches too. But just like in birth, we don't want our clients to blindly follow someone's advice, maybe their OB's advice or whoever. Us as businesswomen and new entrepreneurs, we should not be blindly following anyone's advice also. We should not be following our coach's advice blindly. We should not be doing anything blindly without checking in to see how does this feel for me? 
right? Yes, there's a bunch of hats that I can um, choose to wear. Is that a hat that I actually want to wear? (laughs) And so I really love what Nicole says when we talk about that uh, about halfway through this episode. We also talk a lot about uh, how preparing for birth is a lot like building a business. And so when I prepared for birth, I didn't just cling on to one method. I didn't say that I'm going to learn hypnobirthing and I'm going to cling on to this and it's going to work and and it has to work and just for it to not work in the end and think something's wrong with me, right? That's not the best way to prepare for birth. We help our clients prepare for birth by giving them a huge variety of tools that they can they can choose from during their birth experience. So they can learn the mindfulness. They can learn the hypnobirthing. They can also have a bunch of like physical tools in their bag, right? They can understand how to use aromatherapy or sound or movement or whatever it is. They're not just relying on one thing. And then when that one thing doesn't work, they say, oh, either I'm broken or that method is horrible. It doesn't work like that for birth, right? So why are we doing that for business? And so we chat about a little bit about Nicole's journey through our programs. So Nicole was a student in the founding cohort of Birthworker Academy. We used to call it the doula training program. And then she went on to be a member of our Birthworker membership to to continue to learn a lot of business things uh, using my frameworks. And it's so interesting because Nicole shines light on the fact that she had tried, you know, one way to do things. And then she thought, well, if that didn't work, that must mean there's something wrong with me, right? Or maybe there's something wrong with the framework. And it's like, no, 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 no. You have to remember that building a business is like preparing for birth. It's not that there's one right way. And if you're building your doula business, thinking to yourself, okay, the only way to grow a doula business is if I create a freebie and have an email sequence. That's not true, right? That's one tool that you can put in your entrepreneur bag that you can lean on, but it's definitely not the only tool. And you know, sometimes it doesn't work. Just like sometimes the hypnobirthing stuff doesn't work for someone, right? So that's what I'm really proud of doing in our programs is, is helping people have a variety of tools that they can lean on. And whether that's a sales strategy tools, marketing tools, or whether I'm teaching doulas in the Birth Worker Academy on like how to even support their doula clients, there's no one right way. Nobody is the guru here, right? And so as much as I can give you all these different, let's say, sales strategies. So you can sell indirect messages. You can have a sale, a social media strategy. You can do webinars or eBooks or freebies or sales funnels or whatever it is. I cannot tell you that one of those things will inherently work for you or one of those things is best for you. And so this is such an amazing episode about reclaiming um, personal responsibility, right? Reclaiming the fact that like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. It doesn't matter what my doula told me to learn about birth. It doesn't matter what method so-and-so used to prepare their mindset for birth. It doesn't matter what what my coach did to grow her business. Yes, I'm going to learn it all, but I'm not going to cling to any of it. And instead of clinging to it, I'm actually going to turn around and ask myself, is this actually something that I want to do? Is this actually a hat that I want to try on or Am I okay trying on a bunch of different hats and then pivoting and then and then not clinging onto one certain way? So such an amazing conversation. I'm not going to take any of your, any more of your time. 
This is Nicole Passveer. You can find her on Instagram at Nicole Passveer. I'll have the link in the show notes. And without any further ado, let's chat about creating a thriving doula business through nervous system regulation and nervous system health. I should start with the fact that growing up, I was always, um, how do I put it? I wasn't necessarily, like I never identified as a good girl per se, but I was always that friend that everyone's parents always wished their kid was more like, <laughs> like, oh, why can't you be more like Nicole? Or I would be the friend that like in, in high school, my friends would tell their parents they were at my house because those parents didn't think they could get in, into any trouble if they were at my house. I was, I was like the good kid. Um, and I always got good grades in school. I always just did the next thing that was expected of me. And so that continued on past high school once I went into university and I got my nursing degree and then I got a job as a nurse and I thought, okay, like this is it. This is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Not from like, I feel like this is my purpose and I feel really fulfilled, but more of a, I'm being success successful from what? society's definition of successes. I'm doing all the right things. Um, I've gotten a respectable career. Uh, there's job security. I've gotten a job right out of, out of university, which is exciting in itself. Um, and then on top of that, I've also at this point been dating my uh, boyfriend at the time since we were in grade nine. So we were now like this model couple that everyone in our friend group was always looking up to and always wanting to be like us and have the relationship we had. So at this point in my life, I was carrying a lot of hats that I felt like if I dropped any of them, I'd be letting someone down. Um, And then Fast forward to, I guess, COVID, really. COVID was really a turning point for me in the sense that it allowed me to actually stop and question what I was doing. I guess it allowed me to actually slow down for a second and look around and be like, what is going on right now? And in the growing up, like these hats aren't mine or. No, not at all. Like I definitely thought I'm doing the thing, like I am doing the thing. Like, and actually, I do remember having moments, this would have been like the first year of being a nurse. We had already bought our first home. We got our first dog. Like I thought, okay, this is supposed to be it, right? I have I have the fiance at the time. We're about to get married. I have the dog. I have the house. I have the career. And I remember thinking, I'm still not happy. Like, what is this? Like I thought I was promised happiness if I reached all these, these milestones. And I still really wasn't happy. Um, I didn't even know what happiness was, if I'm being honest. Like, I didn't know what it would feel like to just be content and experience joy because I was very much in this go, 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 must get the next best thing, must achieve something else attitude. And I think when you're in it, like, it's really hard to see that there's another way. (laughs) And so I think that's why COVID. Um, just being in the pandemic and having like the world around us shut down and me being in nursing and dealing with just everything that was going down in the hospitals and stuff, it forced me to slow down and it forced me to actually take a look around and like start questioning things. And I remember the whole time just thinking like, this doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. And 
having a hard time picking a side. Like I feel like during COVID, everyone was either over here or over here. And I had a really hard time picking a side because if I felt like if I went to the other side that like my peer group was in, I wasn't going to belong anymore. And I was going to lose my sense of identity in, in that regard. Um, and so I was really like stuck in the middle. I could see both sides and I was just like, this doesn't make sense. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I believe. I see that people think this and other people think this, and I don't know where I am. And then I got pregnant and pregnancy for me was a massive opportunity for unlearning. Again, being a nurse and having that medical background, I knew I didn't want to have a medicalized birth, but I didn't necessarily know what I needed to do to achieve that. So for me, pregnancy was this opportunity of unlearning all the things I had learned from nursing school, from being in the hospital, from um, society and the media, and from like everything that our culture teaches us around birth right now. Um, I really like went back to the basics and was just going back to like, okay, like this is a natural thing. Like, how do we do it? Like, and follow nature's design in the process. And through that, that was also another opportunity for me to slow down again and really start reconnecting with myself and starting to ask myself some of the tough questions instead of outsourcing those decisions to other people. Because I definitely understood that in birth specifically, if I was to continue to follow my trajectory, which was doing what was expected of me and being that good girl and being that good patient, I was going to get stuck on that conveyor belt and have the birth that is so common nowadays that I really didn't want. And um, yeah, so it became very clear to me that I needed to step outside of the system. And I had a midwife and a doula and I committed myself to preparing for a home birth, ended up having that perfect home water birth that I was dreaming of. Um, but really that's not the point of the story. <laughs> um, the point of the story here is that like, that was really the first time in my life that I actually slowed down and I actually started connecting to myself and listening to that inner voice that I honestly didn't even know I had. I remember like in birth prep, there's so much, but, Oh, just trust your intuition. And like, all those things. I'm like, what's that? Like, I don't, I don't have an intuition. Like I thought my gut was just for digestion. Like what's that? <laughs> um, and thankfully, thankfully I was obviously open enough because I was able to kind of figure it out. And I was able to make some hard decisions that looking back, I was definitely following my intuition. I just didn't know I was, and I wasn't able to name it back then. Um, but anyways, I'm glad I did because obviously the outcomes, um, worked in my favor by doing that. And then after having a baby um, and uh, being a brand new mom and kind of realizing that, okay, again, my old um, strategy of doing life in the sense of just trying to work harder and be more strategic and learn all the things really wasn't serving me. Um, obviously it didn't help in pregnancy. I had to do the complete opposite and new motherhood was no different. It was really about forget everything I've been told, forget everything I'm watching, forget the strategy. I just need to like look within and keep checking in with myself. And actually one of my midwives literally like within hours of my daughter being born gave me some of the best advice that I've held on to. And that was just literally like imagine that you are 
on a desert deserted island or like in a cave and there's no one else around there's nothing to google um all you have is yourself and it's kind of forced me to keep like checking in with myself as opposed to looking to outsource my decision making and my um research and all of that like because it is within me and I know that I've proven that to myself and um so yeah that was kind of my journey through nursing into motherhood and just kind of shifting my own way of making decisions and all that stuff. And then uh, I quickly realized that motherhood was changing me. Um, And I feel like I had the option of, okay, I can either resist this and like clench onto my old life and try to get that back. Or I can just like lean into a bit more and see where it takes me. And so I chose the latter and I started leaning into it. And I started just trying to go with the flow, even though that was insanely uncomfortable. I literally felt like the ground beneath me, like my entire foundation was crumbling. Everything that I knew to be true, I was now questioning. I was challenging. Like I was literally challenging my own thoughts and my own beliefs. Um, I literally felt like there was nothing stable in my life anymore because I was allowing it to evolve. And it was almost like I couldn't be mad at anyone because I was doing it, right? Like I was the creator of this evolution. Um, And that's like a wild ride just in itself. Um, and then through all of that, I, it became very clear to me that there was no way I was going back to my job. Um, again, I think COVID put a really bad taste in my mouth just with, uh, the politics of the healthcare system. So there was that, but I also recognized how much work, how much working in that environment was taking a toll on me mentally. Like I think for the first time I was actually able to realize that this is what it feels like to not be anxious. Like I literally didn't know that because my entire life, like because I've lived in this basically like on autopilot and almost like on overdrive, literally bypassing any communication from my own body, I didn't even know that I was anxious and that I was experiencing stress. Like I literally had no idea. I didn't start feeling the opposite of that until um, actually being off work and um, being like alone with myself for the first time. Funny how that works. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of in this process of slowing down, leaning into the identity shifts that were happening from motherhood, it became clear to me that I was not going to go back to work. So I needed to figure out a way to, um, not replace my income, but I also didn't like, I feel like some people, once they become a mom, they're like, oh yes, I want to be a mom. Like all I want to do is stay home with my kids all day. I wasn't feeling that either. So I was like, okay, I need something to kind of replace. I don't know. I need to find a passion because I really didn't have passions before. And I decided, okay, well, I, I really thought this whole birth thing was cool. Like birth is cool. I want more people to know how cool this is. I want more people to experience what I experienced. I want more people to go through the process of unlearning and reconnecting to themselves and basically have the transformation that I had. So I thought, okay, cool. (laughs) I'm going to go be a birth doula. (laughs) 
enter the autonomy mommy's first cohort of doula training program. And I thought, okay, this is perfect because I don't actually want to be an attend your birth doula. I want to be a, I I really didn't know what I was going to be. I knew I wanted to be involved in birth preparation. I knew I wanted to be coaching or mentoring women through that process. Um, I wasn't really ready to call myself a childbirth educator. And through that period, I had a really hard time trying to identify myself um, on top of the ground beneath me still feeling like it was crumbling and I didn't even know who I was. <laughs> I literally felt like naked. Like I was just continuously shedding like old parts of me and slowly coming to this truest like version of myself. But that is just very uncomfortable to do when you're in the process of it. So through my time in, um, birth worker cat or now called birth worker academy i realize now that i was trying desperately to fit inside this box of either a doula or a childbirth educator cuz that's what i was seeing other people do that looked like it could be successful for me it kind of checked some of the boxes of what i was interested in but there was still so much resistance it still it was just never clicking i know i said on multiple calls with you guys that like i just don't even know what to call myself i don't know what to put in my bio like i just had a really hard time having clarity on what i was doing and it wasn't until the past couple months um where i finally realized that yeah i was clenching on so tightly to trying to fit into this box of birth educator that I was never really meant to be in that box in the first place. And it was my own, I guess, like protective mechanism to keep myself safe because that's what I saw as successful. And again, my old tendencies being um, wanting strategy and wanting to just know exactly what to do next and wanting to be able to people please and meet someone's or exceed someone's expectations. Like I was, I was literally like doing all the same things. I just didn't realize I was doing it. And so it wasn't until the past couple months um, that I finally found more clarity and like, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> I still don't exactly know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm continuing to allow myself to evolve and allowing myself to pivot and I've really, really, really given myself a lot of permission to let go of the need for strategy um, and to let go of this need to, I guess, like impress other people because I realized that's something that I was doing for a long time. And that's part of, <clears throat> excuse me, that's part of like a lot of the good girl conditioning and the good girl programming that I've kind of been victim to is feeling like I need to be a certain way in order for people to respect me or in order for people to accept me. And so all of this to say, now that I'm kind of moving through it and coming out of it on the other th- and on the other side, I am experiencing business and building a business in a lot more, um, I'm just feeling a lot more expansion and it's feeling a lot more easeful and peaceful. It doesn't feel like I'm continuously meeting resistance. I'm also finding myself getting really good at noticing when the shoulds pop up. That's something that I've been practicing a lot is 
when I'm shooting on myself. So anytime I'm I'm hearing the mind chatter say, oh, you should be doing this, or you should be um, sending an email, or you should make sure your welcome sequence is a certain way, or your launch strategy should look like this, or you should, you should, you should, I catch it. And I really dissect, wait, is this my truest desire? Or is this just because someone else told me to do it? And looking back, that's exactly kind of what I was doing in preparation for my pregnancy or in preparation for birth. And that's kind of what we teach our clients in the birth world is to stop doing things just because that's the way they've been done and instead do them because you want to do them. Um, But yeah, it's become clear that I wasn't doing that while I've been building my own business. And so that's kind of been where the evolution has taken me now is now I'm finally doing that. And it's, 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 I think it's going to pay off. (laughs) I do. I think it'll pay off. I really do. You know, I felt the same thing where it's, I, so I have plenty of mentors and I'm in plenty of memberships myself. And it's like, when I can finally ask for my coach's advice and say, you know, that's interesting, but I'm not actually going to do that. That's like actually when my business started clicking and, Mm. and I really think just, you have so many, you have so much wisdom to share because it's hard when you're starting, you want someone to tell you what to do because you think if I just do what someone else did, you know, they're successful, therefore I'll be successful, but it it simply doesn't work like that. Like at all. When I think like there's so many, I'm realizing this now, there's so many parallels between like business and motherhood. And you just said it like when we are, whether we're a new business owner or a brand new mother, we are already feeling so inadequate and lacking confidence in ourselves that it feels like we need to clench on to someone else's strategy, to someone else's roadmap because they've shown us that it's successful. And I think we fail to remember that we are on our own path and we are experiencing life through our own lens. And like, it simply isn't going to work that way. And the problem becomes like when we, when we hold on so tightly to that other person's recipe, let's call it. um, Well, two things. One, if we fail, we start telling a story about what that means about ourselves. And instead of it just being, well, their strategy didn't work for us. It's like, oh, well, I'm this, that, and then the negative um, spiral continues. Or the other thing is you realize, wait a minute, the recipe that they gave me to bake whatever we were cooking isn't even what I wanted to bake in the first place. And I think that's kind of what I experienced is like, wait a minute, like I'm I'm running my tires here, but like this isn't actually the direction I want to go. What am I doing? And I think for me, um, so after after going through a Birth Worker Academy and then being part of Birth Worker Membership, um, I think being in the community was really what helped me realize like, okay, like we're all, we all have very similar goals here. We all have very similar values. I can belong with these people, but do something different. And that's really hard when you are feeling like you don't know what you're doing. Like it's just so much easier to want to do exactly what someone else is doing because there's that like proven track record of success. Um, I think the other thing that for me, at least what I have realized now that we're kind of like several months through it is 
you kind of said this already too, where you're looking at other mentors and like, obviously you trust your mentor. Like that's why you picked them. You trust your coach, you trust whatever program you've um, invested money and time into, but it's a very fine line of outsourcing the decisions to them and still like following your heart. And I didn't do a very good job at that in the beginning. I definitely thought, okay, well, if I just do things like exactly the way Kylie has taught us, then I'm going to be successful. And I think one of the one of the pivotal moments for me was back at the end of 2022 when I was launching my first mini course. I was doing so alongside you and uh, your support. And there were moments where you even said like, well, you're doing it, but like, it's not working. We're just going to have to pivot. And I'm like, okay, but Kylie, I did exactly what you told me to do. Why isn't this working? And it was, I guess, like, just like a a turning point for me in the sense of, oh yeah, like my way isn't going to be Kylie's way. It's not supposed to be. And Kylie's not telling me that I have to do it this way. Kylie's just presenting me all these options to try different things on and see how they fit. And yeah, when you're a new business owner, it's really hard to be comfortable with trying things on because you just want success the first time. Yeah. And again, looking back, I've realized I didn't give myself room to fail. Yeah. I wasn't even willing to like expand those edges and try different things. And it's so similar with birth, like my birth prep, it was not, you know, only learn hypnobirthing and that's the one thing I'm going to do and that's it. And it's going to work for me. No, it was like, I'm literally going to read every book I can get my hands on. I'm going to learn every method. And when I get yeah. there, I'm going to try them all. And if one doesn't work, I have another. If one doesn't work, I have yeah. another. It's like the exact yeah. same with growing a business. Um, yeah. So I love that you made that parallel, just how entrepreneurship is like preparing for birth. Yeah. Um, okay. Tell me when you started learning about the nervous system. Mm, yeah. So this would have been back in like the earlier months when I decided, okay, I'm going to start a business because I knew my previous tendencies to just kind of allow myself to go on autopilot and auto and like overdrive my system. I wanted to be really careful to not burn myself out. I knew motherhood was hard enough as it is. I also realized that starting a business was pretty crazy to do with like a not even six month old. And so I was desperate for learning the strategy. Again, I was still looking for strategy at this point. So I was desperate for some sort of strategy that would keep me from burning out. And so anyways, on Instagram, I found a I think at the time she was calling herself a nervous system coach. And basically she was running a group program um, where the transfer, the, the, the promise and the transformation was embodied success. And I didn't really know what embodied meant. I didn't know what like, I was like, Ooh, that sounds like good. That sounds deep. I probably need that. It sounds better than just success. I don't want superficial success. I want embodied success. And so I kind of just went down this rabbit hole. And again, looking back, this was totally my intuition, like guiding me the whole time. I didn't know what I was looking for. I didn't know why I was clicking on this person's page or interested in her program. Anyways, I signed up for it at this point. This was actually the most expensive um, training I had ever invested in. So that was a big deal in itself. Um, 
And long story short, it ended up being this wonderful introduction to understanding my nervous system and understanding how to actually connect to my body and understanding the communication and signals that my body's constantly giving me if I choose to listen. And it also helped me understand how culturally we don't really give ourselves space to do this. Really, we are we're running on this go, 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 be super productive, check the next thing off your to-do list attitude. And our nervous systems don't really like that fast pace. So it gave me some of the tools and strategies to actually start slowing down and some of the language to actually start understanding it. And that was actually when I started understanding the different nervous system responses. So, I mean, we're all familiar with fight or flight and rest and digest, but what often isn't talked about is on the more social engagement side of things. When our social engagement nervous system is under threat, we will either fawn or fit in. And fawning is basically people-pleasing. And so once I started learning all this, I'm like, oh my goodness, this makes so much sense. This is what I have been doing my whole life. And I actually had to like slow down a bit and grieve the fact that I had been in a survival state the majority of my life and I just didn't even know it. And thank goodness COVID, pregnancy, birth, all of the changes that were happening in the past couple of years of my life had forced me to slow down because my body desperately needed it. And looking back, I can see the vast amount of signals my body was trying to communicate with me, everything from like, just like digestive issues and other health things that like a lot of people don't always have answers for. And we know it can be from stress. We know it can be from lifestyle, but nobody's really talking about the fact that it could just be from like a dysregulated nervous system too. And I think that was my experience because once I started actually learning the tools to regulate and soothe and nourish my nervous system, everything else in my body started to align as well. And um, in terms of like motherhood and business, it really allowed me to learn how to be my own resource and not only like connect and check in with my body for some of the answers, but just being able to know that I can always lean on myself and be my own cheerleader and um, deepening that level of self-trust and self-worth. And that's something I'm still working on is this self-worth piece and um, practicing like this radical self-love and doing like the soul care and the self-care that we all need. But as moms and business owners, like it's so much easier to just be putting our babies in our business first. Um, Everything has really come like full, full circle for me in understanding that like I am the root of all of it, right? Like my babies, my I one, my one baby cannot thrive if I am not thriving, much like my business can't thrive if I am not thriving. So gone are the gone are the days where I am subscribing to um like mommy wine culture and feeling like we have to be these like selfless overgivers. And um I truly do believe that like you can't pour from an empty cup. And so yeah, I've been really pouring a lot into myself and I've been 
yeah, just really deepening that self-worth and self-love. And that's really uncomfortable because again, our society doesn't really encourage or give space for it. We live in a very, um, well, I mean, the patriarchy is part of it, but also just like the masculine energy that's involved in growing a business and like the bro marketing and like all of that, it was really easy to get caught into that too. And instead I've really tried to lean into the more feminine side of mothering and following your intuition and community and like all those things and letting that expand into my business. Oh, I love it. So it's almost like, like if, if you're listening to this now and you have some sort of like underlying subtle, like angst of just like, something's not right. I'm not happy, but I'm not quite sure what it is. And honestly, you're a doula. So you're probably pretty like mindful. I feel like most doulas kind of fall into this, like, you know, mindful, natural home birthing, uh, homesteading type of person. So you're probably doing a lot of the, the mindful, natural things. You're probably eating pretty healthy. You're probably limiting screen time for yourself, but there's still that like underlying angst of like, something is not right. I, I really, really recommend that you look into your nervous system. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think to bring it back to birth workers, like one of our roles is to be able to co-regulate with our clients. Just like one of our mothering roles is to co-regulate with our kids. In order to actually benefit the person that we're serving, we need to be regulated ourselves. And I think that's why it is so important to understand your nervous system. Start understanding like what your default survival state is. Um, Start actually using your triggers as an opportunity for healing instead of just being, oh, like that's knocking me down again, or that's why I had a bad day, or that's whatever. Instead of using it as an excuse, allowing it to be an opportunity for healing, using like the things that pop up for you, almost like the things that keep coming up and you're like, well, I thought I've like worked through that using that as a GPS for, okay, this is the direction I need to go in terms of working on myself. And this is where I need to start paying attention and dissecting and getting deeper and actually like meeting myself for where I'm at and working through that resistance. Because I think you can be like mindful all day and you can be practicing affirmations all day and you can be eating the right foods. But yeah, if your body isn't actually feeling safe none of it is is it's it's honestly almost all for a waste like our nervous system it's constantly asking one question and that's simply like am i safe and so we need to start learning how to show our bodies both internal and external safety and in my own experience one of the biggest sources has been myself and so when i made the comment about myself being my biggest resource that's what i mean like i'm able to now check in with myself find wherever is like most expansive in my body, lean into that, breathe into that, ground myself. And that honestly is, has been one of the biggest game changers in terms of just finding that um, equilibrium is the word that's coming to mind um, in terms of like our body's state. Yeah. It's crazy because there's, there's things going on subconsciously that, I mean, we, often don't have awareness of, right? And so again, one of the biggest things is starting to deepen that awareness and almost like heightening our senses and understanding that our body is constantly picking up on everything in our environment. 
and just starting to notice, oh, okay, like I have butterflies in my stomach. Like what might be going on here? Getting super curious while also being extremely non-judgmental. This is like the catch is like, it's one thing to be curious, but if you're constantly judging the sensation you're feeling, then you're not going to get anywhere either. You all, you need to be extremely non-judgmental and almost detach from the sensations your body is experiencing so that you don't let your mind make meaning and write a story about what it means about you. <laughs> that's the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. Some people hear the detached part and they're like, oh no, that's like not good. And it's interesting because it's detached in a way that actually actually leads to like more authentic attachment to who you really yeah. are. One thing that's helped me when I think of like detaching from the sensation, even detaching from um, the pattern that I notice keeps coming up is you want to pay attention to it, but you don't want it to know it's, you don't want it to know that you're watching it. And so I, I, I think of it like an African safari where you're watching like a tiger off in the distance. Like you don't want the animals out in the safari to know you're there, right? Like you are just existing. You are just cautiously like observing. Um, it's kind of like that. Or if you're like looking at like birds outside, like it's the same thing. Like you're not watching them like a hawk. You are just being a very casual observer yeah, and noticing. just showing up with, yeah, curiosity, just gentle, non-judgmental curiosity. <laughs> That's hard. It's hard. And you know, some of the people that I, I follow very few people online on social media now on like my personal accounts, because it just got too noisy. And I was like, this is not helpful. But even some of the people that I follow that I really look up to that like really, uh, they, they get this like 99.9%, but there's a little bit missing. And I'll explain what I mean. Um, someone that I absolutely love posted recently that like the only thing wrong with your anger and your rage is that you're attempting to dull it. And mm, I'm like, yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. let me take it one step further. Um, uh, also trying to stop dulling it is also trying to, uh, I guess, yeah. be, be in charge, right? Try and control yeah. it. So it's like, yeah. you don't want to try and dull it, but you also don't <laughs> want to like overly do it where it's like, I'm open to this. It's like, literally, like you said, like, can you just let it be and have that awareness? Yeah. It's very and it's hard. It's really hard. It's like, yeah, this very like intricate, um, dance that you're constantly doing. And the thing is, is like feelings are supposed to be felt. And many of us have grown up in times where our feelings were suppressed or in my case, um, noticing like how good girl conditioning has shown up for me and noticing how I've basically been sidelining my own feelings and putting someone else's ahead of me because I don't want to rock the boat. And so for the first time in my life, I'm actually able to just do something differently. And it's like constantly there's like choice points in front of me where, okay, I could continue doing what I've always done here, or I can try something different. And so that's been really cool. And when I talk about like this evolution and transformation that I'm on, I guess what I'm speaking to there is like, I'm just consistently choosing a different way and trying it out. I'm just seeing how it fits, seeing where it takes me. And yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's the balance of finding a community of people where you feel safe to like do these things, but also not finding a mentor. Like we've talked about where you're going to feel like I have to do these certain things. Like, yeah. Write your own yeah. rule book. Um, yeah. 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 All of this kind of comes to this point where you've created a new program called Recalibrate. And yes. tell us a little bit about like what led to you creating yeah, it. Yeah, I would love to. So um, yeah, like the birth story behind Recalibrate, if you will. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like everything I've just talked about has kind of led me to this point where I've kind of realized, okay, there's other people out there just like me who are experiencing the same kind of resistance that I've been working through. Um, they are starting to lean into the more like feminine, um, motherly, intuitive self (laughs) Um, and stepping away from the more masculine, productive, overachieving, perfectionist self. And for many of us, that's making it really lonely. Um, is probably the best word I can think of. It's lonely because you just don't even know where you belong anymore because you, first of all, your identity is shifting. And so there's, at least for myself, there's a part of me that fears if I actually jump into this new version of myself, then everything in my past, all of my relationships and the way everyone used to see me might not accept me anymore. So there's that underlying fear there. Um, And then there's also the like, I don't actually know what I'm becoming. I don't know what I'm going to be evolving into. And the fear of the uncertainty and fear of the unknown is huge. And I think we all experience that to some degree. So all in all, it's just a very lonely place to be. And I think it's really, really important to be surrounding yourself with community of I feel like the word like-minded women is thrown out all the time. Yes, that is what it is, but it's deeper than that. It's women that are literally in the same trench as you and recognizing that we're all on our own path. So instead of trying to fit ourselves into this same path and go in the same direction with the same goal, it's no, we're all in the same trench, so to speak. We're deep in the trenches of motherhood, but we recognize that motherhood is just like one hat we wear and obviously we hold it with high priority but there's other hats and there's other roles that we carry in our life and we're just at this place where like everything is shifting and so it's an opportunity to recalibrate and start learning new ways to think and new ways to be and new ways to do in all of these different roles that we play So motherhood is a big part of it. And motherhood is, I think, going to be kind of the common thread between us. Um, The other thing is also we are all juggling other things. So um, whether we're aspiring entrepreneurs or we already have our own business, um, we are experiencing different passions and we're navigating like how to balance our priorities and how to balance our lives and still show up as the best version of ourselves with each hat that we wear. And the thing with this is like, I'm not the expert here. I am literally just in the trenches with this community. Um, And so I'm seeing it more as a mastermind and less of a, 
um, I'm the expert. I'm going to teach you these things. It's going to be a mastermind where we can basically meet and don't love the word strategy, but we can meet and strategize um, how we're going to level up in life. And whether that's like talking about the things going on within our own motherhood experience or the things going on with our business or our relationships or whatever it is, like that's an opportunity to just feel seen, feel heard, feel supported and be held by this community that gets it. Cause that's the thing is I think it's really easy to just go show up in these, um, online business spaces or mom groups or, the Facebook groups online and we think we're going to be seen. We think we're going to be held. But the thing is, is we have no idea what path these people are on. We have no idea um, where their priorities are, where their, what their biases are, what perspective they have, where they're at in their healing. And it really isn't the best place to try to find that connection. Um, So yeah, I am creating this intimate community where it will be like-minded women (laughs) at similar stages of their life. And I mean, that doesn't mean that we're all the same stage in motherhood or business. It just means we're kind of experiencing the same um, points of resistance and working through it together and shining light on each other's blind spots, but then also illuminating each other's strengths. Cause I think that's really hard too. Um, The other thing that I'm hoping for this to become is a place to actually complete the initiation of made into mother, because I think that's something that society is interrupting. Um, There's so many people that I think are in this like incomplete initiation and they are bombarded by things like bounce back culture and feeling like they need to go back to this previous version of themselves and maintain the same relationships and um, go back to the, previous career and all those things. And so I would really love for this space to be a place where we can complete our initiation. And again, just be held by women who get it and women who um, have very similar priorities. Man, it is so needed because I keep coming back to this thought of like, where did Kylie go? Like Kylie Mm. got lost in motherhood, my motherhood and my entrepreneurship journey started at the same time. So now I'm sitting here like, what happened to that, that girl, I guess. And of course, yes, she shifted into, into mother and it's, it's different now, but there are certain aspects where I'm like, I kind of miss this, or I kind of miss this inner peace or, or I kind of miss uh, the chill or whatever that is. And I just know that I can absolutely pinpoint it to a uh, nervous system <laughs> regulation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so like a big part of this group container will be about meeting our own nervous systems and understanding how do we actually soothe ourselves and how do we give ourselves nourishing self-love and taking radical responsibility in our mothering and our business and not outsourcing our healing to other people. I think that's another thing. And that was a big part of my own experience and why I want to create this community is it can be so easy to be on this like pendulum. And on one side of it is outsourcing our healing, thinking if we can just do the right course, read the right book, hire the right um, coach or therapist or whoever it is, we're going to be whole again. And then on the other side of the pendulum is 
thinking, okay, well, no, I just need to almost become a hermit. I just need to look inwards. I just need to be with myself. I just need to work through it. It's all in me already. I just need to do it. And I think there's harm in both extremes. I think we need to find a place in the middle. We need to recognize the nuance in between both of those extremes. And while, yes, we do have everything within us, um, it's no different than like if you were going to go run a marathon, like, of course, you're going to allow yourself to have a coach and a cheerleader and have someone to help you pivot and know what um, meals to I, I've never ran a marathon. So I don't know why I pulled this example. I have no idea what it would be like to have a personal trainer. <laughs> but I imagine that they help you kind of just like I said, um, shine light on your blind spots and illuminate your strengths and just help you brainstorm where to pivot and what to do next. But the thing is, is you are running the marathon, right? You are the one doing the training day in and day out. You're the one eating the healthy foods and saying no to the things that you know aren't going to serve you in the long run. And so I think um, really life is no different. So I think it, it it's really important to have a community that is your cheerleading squad and is your people. Um, you're not supposed to be doing this stuff alone. We know you're not supposed to be mothering alone. We're supposed to have the village. So many of us are waiting for this so-called village to show up and recalibrate can be that village for motherhood, for business, for healing, for all of it. And it all starts with yourself. Okay. When does this start and where can people find you? <laughs> yeah. So uh, actually doors open tomorrow on June 1st. So that's really exciting. We're going to start on June 21st, the, uh, summer solstice, and it's going to be a six, six month long container. So we'll meet together. This is all virtual, but we'll meet together, uh, for six months. And, uh, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Nicole Pazvier and DM me if you're feeling called to join this group or, uh, Kylie will leave the link in the show notes. If this is like a hell yes for you and you want in right away. Thank you so much for listening to the Birth Worker podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed that episode with Nicole. Nicole is a visionary. Like I said, she works with heart-led entrepreneurs and intentional mothers, and she is on a mission to help moms break free from societal norms, to stop living by default and become the most potent versions of themselves. So at the end of this podcast, she told you a little bit about her program, Recalibrate. I am not an affiliate for this program. I just genuinely love Nicole, and I know that this program is going to be life-changing for any of our listeners who decide to jump in. And so Recalibrate is an intimate virtual mastermind. You could also think of it like a sisterhood, and it's for women who are building a family at the same time that they are building a passion or a small business or something beyond just being a mother. And so this program that she's creating is going to focus on reconnection, realignment, and radical self-love and radical responsibility. So if you want to check out Nicole's program, Recalibrate, just head to the show notes or check her out on Instagram. Again, her Instagram is Nicole Pasvier, N-I-C-O-L-E-P-A-S-V-E-E-R. You can find her on Instagram. And hey, if you are new to the podcast, go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. 
Every week we do two episodes right here on the podcast and I have amazing guests come on like Nicole. I do solo episodes where we dive into becoming a better doula, becoming a doula in the first place and all things high level business strategy. Also on Fridays, I answer all of your questions right here on the podcast. So before you go, don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a rating and review. That is hands down the best way to support the podcast. We have almost 10,000 listeners every single month now, which is insane. And I only have you to thank because you subscribe to the show, you leave reviews for the show. So I cannot thank you enough. And in order to thank you, I don't know if you know this, but we send little goodie bags to everyone who leaves a review for the podcast. So once a month or once every other month, I go and I take a look at who has given us a review for the podcast. And what you're going to do is you're going to take a screen, leave a review, leave a rating, take a screenshot and upload it to birthworker.com slash review. You'll see that link in the show notes also. And then once every month or once every two months, I actually go and package up a whole bunch of goodie bags, goodie envelopes, and put a stamp on them and send them right to your mailbox with a real mailman. Yes. And I even send internationally, just so you know, uh, because you guys deserve it. You deserve the best because you are the best listeners. So thank you so much for being here. I will see you guys on Friday. On Friday, we are going to talk a lot about marketing. So we're going to talk about selling in the DMs. We're going to talk about launching websites. We're going to be talking about what to do when you have haters on Instagram So a lot of amazing topics and I will see you right back here to answer them on Friday. 